Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome back to the Quick Talk Podcast. Josh here. I have another brand new shiny friend on the other line of the phone uh, named Derek Priest. And I hope I said your last name right, Derek. But Derek is one of the presenting speakers at the huge convention in Atlanta. He's got a very interesting story. He's a sales and marketing expert. He runs an agency uh, helping people all over the country grow their business. But before that, he had a cleaning company for 20 years and he he fought the good fight, just like me and you, just like everybody listening to this show. And he's got some cool stuff he's going to share at the huge convention. Derek, how are you? Um, perfect. How are you today, Josh? It's good to be here. I'm doing very well, and it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, we briefly talked before I recorded about your backstory, but give us a little nutshell version of uh, what you're doing today and what you did before. Awesome. I'd love to. Um, well, you know what? I have been in an entrepreneur and in business for myself for, gosh, the better part of my adult life. I, I love being an entrepreneur. I love building things um, and, and watching them grow and, and making, making and changing lives. And uh, so I started a cleaning and restoration company of all things uh, 20, 20 some years ago uh, here in the, 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 the grand state of Idaho. There's uh, actually more cows here in Idaho than there is, than there is people, <laughs> but it's been a fabulous, fabulous thing. Um, and we uh, we primarily worked with uh, cleaning carpets, but mostly helping people through their disasters when they would flood their home, um, when uh, or they you know that they suffered some kind of a loss due to fire or smoke. We helped them through their their worst times in rebuilding and, and getting their lives back together. Um, but you know what? Marketing and sales was always my passion. I always found that working with people and, uh, and selling and, and getting you know, my brand and my, my business name out in front of people was always where I found the most joy. And, and about, gosh, about seven or eight years ago, um, I met some great people and we kind of changed our focus a little bit and started a company to where we uh, now help other companies grow their business, help them um, create wealth through digital marketing, through um, their online um, presence. And so that's what our focus is today um, in uh, in helping grow companies. Very good. Very good. I had kind of a similar path where I started in home services and then now I'm more in the online world and I help other business owners. I have this podcast and things like that. Uh, so I can relate. And, you know, a lot of small companies really struggle to wrap their head around the fact that sales and marketing is the most important foundational system for your company. It's the lifeblood. It's the gas in the gas tank. And I think maybe because when they start, you know, they can get a little bit of traction through just networking or some friends and family stuff or uh, doing a little bit of door knocking. But as your business grows, it becomes increasingly important to have a way, I call it a lever, uh, that you can pull where you put a dollar in and $10 falls out or whatever the case is. Uh, right. Can you explain kind of what you're going to be 
teaching about at the huge convention? Give us an overview. I know the title of it is Winning When the Phone Rings. What do you mean by that? Okay, well, certainly. You know, the uh, in in the marketing company that, that I own, that we started, like I said, our job is to get, um, basically get the phone to ring um, for in-home service companies um, through, you know, through digital marketing. And what I've found um, in my own company um, pr- previous to this, as well as through working with hundreds of uh, the clients that we work with now, is that companies spend thousands of dollars year over year um, in their marketing efforts, trying to do that one thing, and that's to get their phone to ring with opportunities for for growth to sell their to sell their services and and create wealth. Um, and they throw money and or after dollar bills after dollar bills after this whole marketing effort. And uh, they spend money to train their staff to make sure they have the right people knowing what they're doing when they get to the job. But the one thing that I found um, is that although they spend all this time, energy, effort, and money on marketing and on training, they spend very little time, um, if any, making sure that when that telephone does ring, with those opportunities that their people, that the people who answer the phone have the knowledge, have the skills, have the training that they need in order to convert those opportunities into sales opportunities. And I found that, that there's a huge disconnect there um, with owners and the people that, that are answering a telephone. And so as, as time has gone on, um, I've, uh, I've spent a lot of time listening to phone calls, listening to the questions and the concerns that, that our customers have when they call. And then I've listened to the stumbling blocks that, uh, that our people have on the telephone and in how to answer those questions of, you know, most importantly, you know, the number one question that all of our customers ask when they're calling on the phone is how much do you charge? And, uh, you know, especially in the in-home service industry where you you really have to be able to get into the home to be able to look at and see what the, the, um, homeowners are wanting to, uh, to have us do. It's really difficult to, to give those prices over the telephone. And so I've spent a lot of time and a lot of energy and effort putting together sales training for these people who, whose most important job is to pick up that phone and, and make that sell or create that opportunity for an in-home sale when, uh, when somebody calls on the phone. And so, and that's, that's the, uh, that's the premise. That's what I'll be talking about. Um, that's what winning when the phone rings is all about, taking those leads and turning them into um, paying opportunities, um, paying customers um, on from the phone sales. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I love it. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's people get very confused that marketing and sales are different things. I talk a lot about on this show what I call the customer life cycle. And it's like the first time you touch that customer, the phone, the voice inflection, the scripting, the, the, the framework, the training is so important. I'm a huge fan of recording calls because most people sound totally different on the phone than they think they sound. And they're not intentional enough on the entire process and, and really parsing out the differences between using marketing as a phone call generator, but then once that step is done, um, there, you're only just beginning and, you know, to position yourself and to create massive value and perceived value. And to, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So oh, yeah. I, this is one of the reasons the huge convention is such a unique event because there's such a heavy emphasis on this type of stuff, not just, you know, the best carpet cleaning machine or pressure washing, <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, it's not, te- it's a business building powerhouse really. Uh, and it's a pleasure to, to speak with you, Derek, on this. I'm excited to meet you and shake your hand uh, in Atlanta. We're less than two months away uh, at this yeah. point, And I've been making my rounds, introducing myself to the different presenters. Um, and this is such an important topic. What would you say in closing here to the person who's not sure if they should attend the huge convention? What would you say to them? Well, you know what? I, I built my business, um, both my businesses um, on education. I know that there are people that know a whole lot more about about business, about sales, about marketing, um, about how to grow my business than I do. And, um, and I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you surround yourself with, uh, with great people and, uh, and your, your own business, your own life will, will grow. And so, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day stuff, the day-to-day grind of our business and, you know, and, and think everything is going well. But when we, get around people who know more than we do um, and can share those experiences with us, then, then our business, our lives are, are sure to flourish and sure to, to grow. And so I, I don't think you can ever stop learning. You can ever um, learn enough. And so I, I'm a big fan of, uh, of events, of organizations like, you know, the huge convention that brings people together it creates an environment where you can can gain information, can gain knowledge that will that you can take back and and create a better life for yourself. And so, I'd encourage anybody, you know, to continue to learn. Um, you, there's you there's no way that you've ever learned all you can. So that's that's what I'd say. Get to the huge convention; it'll it'll be a, it'll be a huge benefit to you. If you are the smartest person in the room, you got to get in a new room, right? <laughs> I, I, can relate. Right. I always That's think right. it's funny how much less I know every year I get older. It's really just because I become aware of how much I don't know, right? I, I joke that right. I knew so much more when I was 18 than I know now. Isn't that amazing? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I appreciate your time, Derek. Can't wait to shake your hand and meet you. And uh hope you have a great rest of your week. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Hey, thanks for your calls, Josh. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Hey, my friends, welcome back to the Quick Talk Podcast. I am talking to Ray Burke. I don't know if you go by Raymond or Ray. You see Facebook says Raymond. And Raymond, I've seen you online for a long time. You're well-respected in the pressure washing space. You got a nice business going. And he actually started his company after the real estate crisis in the 2008-2009 timeframe in one of the most competitive markets in the country, which is Florida. He specializes in selling to property managers and charging really, really, really good prices. And he's going to teach you how to do the same thing. If you come to the huge convention in Atlanta in August, Ray, how are you? Thanks for taking the time. 
I am doing fantastic. And yeah, I answer to, to pretty much everything. So uh, Ray or Raymond is fine. <laughs> People always ask me, is it Josh or Joshua? And I say, you can call me Joshua if you're really mad at me, because that's what my wife does. Like, if someone calls me <laughs> Joshua, then we got a problem. I need to, like, correct something. But no, I'm just kidding. So you're in Florida. You know, as long as, long as the check cashes, I, I don't care what they call me. So. <laughs> yeah, from a customer perspective, absolutely. <laughs> well, you're in a tough market. I hear a lot of people whining because they're trying to build a service business in Florida. And everybody, they say, is lowballing, and it's a race to the bottom, and there's no hope, and you can't possibly succeed. What's your take on it, Ray? My take on that is that people will always pay for good service. It may take a while to build that service. Uh, You don't want the coupon shoppers. I mean, those are not your target customer. You don't want the guys that, that want the cheapest prices. And that's not to say that you're going to get everybody uh, you're not going to get everybody, but if you only got, if you had a hundred customers and you raised your prices by 20% and 20% of those customers left you, you'd actually be doing the same amount of revenue, but with 20% less work. Ooh, that's such a good point. Yeah. And a lot of times when people do a, a price hike, they'll only lose like 3% of their customers or or less than that. Um, but there's some sort of weird exactly. mental game. I mean, exactly. let's go back in time when you mm-hmm. started, you had had some really devastating financial stuff happen. You were in the real estate business and you're going to start a service company. You weren't as confident then as you are now. Was this like an evolution for you? How did you figure out how to charge premium prices in a competitive market? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I went, you know, to start with, I was, okay, I'm going to do $75 an hour. Okay. I can do a hundred dollars an hour. I can, and I'm still finding out I'm getting my butt handed to me out here by, by guys that are charging less than that. I mean, we have, you know, there's such a mindset in this industry of, of, you know, I cut grass and I make $15 an hour. I'm going to pressure wash and I'm going to get $30 an hour. Holy cow. I just doubled my income. And that mindset is, is just pervasive through this. And it's like, you, you have doubled your income until your pressure hose busts because you're not going to be able to afford to replace it right. <laughs> um, at, at those kind of rates. So, so one of the things that, that we started doing, uh, that I started doing, and this is before my wife ever joined me and we made this a family business, but I started going after the little more difficult projects to do. I started looking at the three-story, four-story buildings something that was just big enough to where the average the average pressure washer, the average chuck in a truck would go, yeah, I can't do that. Taught myself how to use lifts and uh, you know the rest is history as they say. So so we started going after challenging projects and you know always marketing our, our core of of customers on there. You know, like I do a, an office building, you know, you realize that what what works in an office building uh, homeowners work in an office building. So, you know, market your services to, to those homeowners there. Um, let them see you. Let them see you being professional. Talk to the building manager. Say, hey, would you mind putting this flyer up on your bulletin board? And, and the big thing is, you know, I go back to the coupon shopper that we were talking about. Um, you know, we want to race to the bottom. Let me go do a sale. Let me go advertise in the in the mini mint or the the the, the main owners you know that go out with all the coupons. Here's the secret of the of the coupon shopper is 
the coupon shopper is going to leave you just as soon as they find a lower coupon. Yeah, I always say that how you get them is how you got to keep exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> like, and the same with dating, right? You got your teenage daughter and you're like, no, you cannot wear that skirt. And the reason is simple because she's our daughter and that ain't going to happen. But really, if you think about it, how you attract a new relationship in your life, you got to keep that relationship by continuing down that path. So I agree completely. And I think I think you said something really interesting. You're talking about, you know, pressure washing is this big word, right? But it means a lot of things. And you found like a sub niche, you found an underserved sub niche that you could specialize in, which you were probably freaked out to do at first, but because you stepped outside, you identified something, then you built a business around it. I think that's awesome. And yeah, go ahead. And, and also, the Joey, think about this on, on the niche market, on the specialization. Just because you specialize in something doesn't mean that you can't do the other stuff. Because I've got areas on my website, I've got areas in my marketing that shows me as a steeple specialist. I've got stuff that shows me as, so does that mean that I can't do anything besides steeples? No, it doesn't mean that. It means that I have some expertise in steeples. I'm a commercial building specialist. Does that mean I can't do houses? No, it just shows that I you know, have, 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 have some expertise in commercial stuff, but I can step out and do anything and everything. Yeah, I love it, man. But it's a great marketing play. It's a way, I mean, who are they going to go with? The steeple specialist or the three other, you know, <laughs> regular people? Exactly. I hear it, I, I hear it frequently where, where I'll get a call from, I'll get a call from a, you know, eight, nine story building and, uh, you know, the facilities manager or somebody that I haven't met yet for whatever reason, they'll say, well, I guess I'm, I'm using spray wash. I'm like, well, well why is that? They said, well, I've, I've called ABC pressure washing and, and they said they couldn't handle it to call you. And then I called, you know, Chuck in the trucks pressure washing and they said they don't do stuff that big and, and, and they heard that spray wash does. And I called, he's like, well, basically three of your competitors have told me to call you. So I figured before I called the fourth, I would wise up and, and call you. Did you, did you want to like grab the mute the phone and say, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's what I would have done personally. But hey, you know, not to keep you for too long, but your topic that you're teaching on at the huge convention is selling property managers uh, and avoiding competitive bidding. You want to give us just not too much, but a little juicy nugget on why that's important and people should come check it out? Uh, absolutely. I hear, I hear all the time, that people are, well, you know, I was, I was too high or, uh, a low baller got this, uh, stupid low ballers, you know, can't make a living doing this. Tanya and I routinely sell jobs for higher than our competitors do. It's not, sometimes it's going to be about price and there's nothing you can do about that. A lot of times it's not going to be about price and there is something you can do about that. And it's about building the relationships with these people. I agree. You know, people forget that a little itty bitty residential job that's a couple hundred bucks is fundamentally transacted the same way that a ten dollars or $20,000 job is. It's, a, it's two people learning to know, like, and trust each other, coming to an agreement, having a belly laugh together, and making a deal, right? But we, we're so short-sighted that we don't, or maybe we don't know the process, or maybe they just haven't went to your class yet and you're going to teach them and then their light bulb will go on. And uh, last question, Ray, before I let you go is for the guy sitting on the fence who's stressed out talking about how everybody's lowballing. He's thinking maybe he'll go to the huge convention, but I don't know. It seems kind of, I don't need to do that. What do, what do you say to someone like that in an encouragement to push them over the edge so they get their butt to Atlanta and show up to this event? Well, I would say this. Uh, do you want to spray that bleach for $30 an hour or do you want to spray bleach for $300 an hour? 
it's simply your choice on, on which which track you take. And if you go to the huge convention, you listen to these speakers, you meet quality vendors, uh, you take the extra classes, you just really get in here and expand your mind and act like a sponge and absorb it, you can position yourself to be the $300 an hour guy and not the $30 an hour guy. That was perfect. So well put. And it's so true. You know, fundamentally, you guys are doing the same quote unquote service, maybe slight variations in technique, but it's a mindset thing. And everybody, I want you to get to the huge convention, check out Ray, super nice guy, well-respected. He's going to teach you how to get in with these property managers and how to sell for very high prices. So you can buy that jet ski you've been dreaming about the last three seasons or whatever it is. No, I'm just kidding. Ray, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Very, very much, my friend. Josh, thank you very much. See you soon. See you later. Hey, my friends. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Josh here. I am joined by my good buddy, Sid Graf, on the line. He's in Prague in Europe. And the reason that you need to know that is that he has a home service company in uh, Montana, but he's in Europe, and it's still working, and it's automated, and he's grown and systemized things. He's a smart dude. And uh, Sid, how are you in Prague? Thank you very much, Josh. I'm doing great. We like you mentioned, we're in Prague. We've been uh, we've been in Paris and Vienna, and now we're in Prague uh, for a few days. We go back to Paris. This is my 25th anniversary, so my lovely wife and I are able to take two full weeks in Europe and be completely away from business. As a matter of fact, this phone call is the only call I've had since we've been gone for 12 days. It's amazing, and I know that your business w- wasn't always set up to afford you this type of amazingness. So give us a little bit, uh, a a nutshell version of your history (laughs) and kind of where your business is at today. And then we'll talk about what you're going to be teaching at the huge convention. Okay, great. First of all, let me tell you, thank you very much for having me on, Josh. It's good to talk to you again. And I want to tell you, thank you for what you're doing for the window cleaning and the service industry. I mean, you've really done a great job of bringing a lot of information, a lot of value to um, to small business owners like myself to help them to automate their businesses and make them better. And you're doing a great job. And I personally, as a friend, I'm very proud of you and I'm very grateful. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. You're just, you're really making a difference and an impact in a lot of people's lives. You're, you, and you mentioned it, my, my business wasn't always like this. Um, my wife and I started a small window cleaning business in Florida in 1993. And, um, we built it for eight years. We built it up to where we could almost live off of it. And, it, and really, we were very broke. Then we moved to Montana and built another one. So we built two from scratch. And the majority of the 25 years I've been in this industry was just me hustling and struggling to try to raise a family, to make enough money to make ends meet. It was very difficult. And then one day, um, we decided to actually turn it into a business and begin to study things like marketing and business management and apply principles and systems to our business to make it automated, to make it more valuable, to make it more profitable. And just in the past five years, it's the business hasn't grown extremely, but the management of the business has grown to the point where it's very profitable and it operates automatically on its own. So they don't have the privilege to do things like this, be gone for two full weeks and not get a phone call or a text message from my team. Everything's running as it should without me. And that is to me, it's almost miraculous. Yeah, it is miraculous. And a lot of people feel stuck and trapped and hopeless, and they don't realize it's not that it's easy, but it can be simple, one thing at a time, one system at a time. There's some principles, some things that people are missing in general that if, if you just replicate what other successful companies are doing, you'll get the same result, which is what I did, and it's 
what you did. And I think at the huge convention, you're going to be sharing, you know, some of those things. I know that the topic of your your session is going to be the 80-20 rule for service businesses. What exactly does that mean? Yeah. That's something I'm so passionate about right now because the 80-20 rule simply stated it's, it's a Pareto principle. Vilfredo Pareto was uh, a, uh, an economist in Italy, and in 1906, he noticed that 80% of the country's wealth was owned by 20% of the population. And he noticed little things like 80% of the, the peas that grew in his garden came off of 20% of the plants. And, and it has since become, from his observation, you know, called the Pareto principle, where 80% of your results come from about 20% of your efforts. And it's not always an exact ratio of 80-20. Sometimes it's 90% of your results come from 10% of your efforts, things like that. And it, it's, it's funny because when you look at your own business, for most people, you're so close to your business, it's hard to see. But when you look at you know, at the bigger picture, you look at life, well, it's very easy to see. You can look and notice that 80% of the water in all the rivers in America are in 20% of the rivers. Or you know, 80% of the sap in a tree is flowing through it through only 20% of the branches. Uh, but when, you, when you're able to dig down and look at your own business, you find very insightful things like 80% of your profits come from only 20% of your customers. Sometimes it's even less than that. We found out last year after examining our customer data that 50%, 50% of our revenue came from 4% of our customers. Wow. That's a, that's a huge disproportionate ratio. But guess what? Um, I took some notes from you, from Jim. And guess where I spend a lot of time and effort in thanking people and making them feel like superstars. It's that top 4% because they bring in most of the profits for our company. So we, you know, we send bigger gifts and, and do special things for our MVP customers. And that's a, an interesting point is that, you know, used to, I treated every single customer alike and we treat them all very well, but you know, I sent out postcards and Christmas cards and, you know, the gifts to everyone instead of just focusing on the people that do the most for our business. You know, we, we'd send out postcards and Christmas cards to people we hadn't seen in three or four years. Um, rather, so it, now what we do is we focus, we'll send gifts to people that we see four or five times a year and people that, that only call every three years, they'll call us anyway. So we honestly, we don't, we don't invest a lot of time and effort in babysitting them. They'll come around, but the people that really, utilize us and love our service we stay in constant contact with those people wow i love it that's powerful i gotta tell you a quick story we're, we're here in prague and we're staying at, uh, at a fancy hotel downtown um we've been saving for this trip for a long time but when we got in town uh the first morning we went for breakfast i saw a couple and they both had on pearl jam t-shirts and the the bass player for pearl jam uh jeff lives in missoula montana he's one of our clients so i never meet him i just deal with his his uh property maintenance guy, but we clean the windows at his home. So I, I see the Pearl Jam shirts and I go, Hey, you guys, you know, I see you're a Pearl Jam fan. You must be from the States. And they're like, yeah, you go into the show. And I went, no, what would show? Not cause they're playing in Prague tomorrow night. And I'm like, Oh, cool. They said, yeah, we're going to, we're seeing them in Prague and we're going to go to Berlin tomorrow. And then we're going to, I forget, it was Krakow, Poland. And then they're going to Barcelona. And then they're, they're actually coming to Missoula, Montana to see Pearl Jam. And then they were going to finish their trip in Chicago with two more Pearl Jam concerts. And I'm like, these guys are super fans. They're, <laughs> no they're, kidding. they're road tripping around the world to see their favorite band seven times. And I, Pearl Jam's playing in, in Missoula in August. And uh, I looked at getting tickets, but I'll, it happens that that's the day I leave for the huge convention. So 
wasn't going to go anyway, but tickets are like 150 bucks a piece. And uh, so yeah, I'm going to bring the 80, 20 into this. You're, most people, if you like Pearl Jam, you'll spend a buck or two or 10 on iTunes and buy some music, right? Right. Oh yeah. That That's me. I spent 10 bucks. Um, and I was willing to fork out, you know, 150 a ticket for my wife and I to go, if I would have been there, that's $300. But this couple, this couple is spending, you know, they're spending, I, I did the math. They spent over $3,000 on tickets plus another five grand on travel to go see their favorite band. I guarantee they're going to buy swag at every single show. And so they're, they're probably dropping $10,000 on their trip and, and they're, they're the super fans. So if you were, um, if that was one of your customers in your business, you know, how, how grateful are you going to be to the, I mean, who, who needs to get more of your attention? The guy that buys a $1 iTunes song or the people that drop $10,000 to see you seven times. That is a profound insight. That's so true. And I, I need to look, look into that more for our current company yeah. as well. I mean, yeah, all customers are Absolutely. not created equal. <laughs> right. You have for Sin Jim or for your customer, your company and everybody that has a, you know, a cleaning company or service company, you've got super fans. You've got people that are your customers that every service you offer, they will buy. If you offered a deluxe package, they'd go, yeah, I want deluxe. If you said, hey, we have a new super duper deluxe that comes with, you know, we'll, we'll deliver a cake and we'll come see you every month. They'd say, yes, they, they just right. love you. <laughs> and then you have some people that just want one window cleaned or one spot and one carpet cleaned and they're never going to call you again. Or maybe, you know, 10 years later when they decide the windows are dirty again. And, th and that's fine. But that I would argue that that may not be where you want to spend a lot of your energy. Like the people that are really your super fans or your good fans, like spend your time there and really take care of those people and, and up the ante and up the service standard and up the, you know, up the pricing. And there's where you, you, I mean, if, if you want to charge more for your services, um, that's, that's okay to do, but you just give more value. But like if somebody's willing to spend a thousand dollars with you and you give them $3,000 of value, great. They would probably spend 3000 with you if you gave them $10,000 value. It's just, it's not, you know, it, it's funny once with, uh, with 80, 20 principle, once you start to see it, uh, in the world around you, then you just can't stop seeing it everywhere. Amen. I mean, this is just, I hope everybody listening is, is excited, especially everybody that is going to the huge convention. This is the type of stuff you're going to learn there. It's amazing. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but your your head's going to explode from all the practical things being taught to you by people like Sid, who is doing it every day, who is building this in real time and succeeding. And so it's amazing. So, Sid, I guess my final question to you is, what do you say to the, the guy or gal who's not sure they want to make the small investment and show up in Atlanta in, in August? Uh, what would you say to them to push them over the edge? One thing, this is anecdotal, so I don't know if everyone's experience is the same, but I would assume it's got to be close. The first time I went to the huge convention was two years ago, and and it was a little bit of a stretch to take the time off and spend the money to go to to DC, everything. But we, there's just like I don't know how much total twenty four hours of of content and things and mixing it up with people. But I had dinner with a gentleman, one guy, one night, and we talked about one little concept. I'm not going to tell you right now what it is, but the one concept and something he shared like between bites of a steak made me easily $20,000 the next year. Just because it just, it changed the way I thought about my business. Wasn't even a big deal. I mean, it was really simple and it like unlocked a pocket of profit in our business worth 20 grand. And that was just one thing that we learned. So th there's anybody that goes with 
a desire to learn, if you're there to actually learn and apply, you're going to like whatever you pay to get there is going to be a drop in the bucket. It'll, it'll be like, uh, you know, the sower and the seed in the Bible. It's like that seed, some seeds brought forth 20 fold and some a hundred fold. You get you. it's going to pay for itself many times over it really, if I could encourage somebody that's just thinking about it, just go ahead and do it, go ahead and do it, get there, learn, talk to people and, uh, it, it'll pay off in your business long-term and short. Well, I can't wait to see you again myself. I will be there, and I'm going to give you a big hug and a noogie as soon as I see you, just so you know. Just expect <laughs> that. And have safe travels just back from ready. Europe. Said I can't, can't wait to see you in just a few short weeks. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, John. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and why Watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.